Let me check out this minute. Kind of boring. <laughs> Guess I should change the lighting. What should the lighting thing be for a Bond Minute Bond? I got this. Mm. <laughs> this is what we got. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, red, I guess, would be the bullet sequence, but um, the gun, the gun barrel sequence. I don't know. Minute eighty of From Russia with Love. I'm Brian. I'm Brad. And this is the podcast that takes the smoothest, suavest, most debonair spy franchise there is and shakes it out. One. <laughs> I've never stirred. Because <laughs> this is Bond. Minute Bond. And apologies for it be- this being so late. Apologies for this being the only one that's coming out this week. The next one will be similar, but with a good twist. The excuses that I have is I somehow got invited to the Clerks 3 premiere. I'm sorry. But I mean, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, but uh, you, I mean, any of us would have had to. A road trip there. My body is still recovering. And next week, I'll be road tripping to DC to meet this gentleman. In D.C., on Capitol Hill, we're becoming presidents, dual presidents, dual. Uh, no, for Clerks 3, and we're going to do a review of Clerks 3 for the Movies or Dope podcast, and we'll do one minute for Bond Minute Bond, because I bought like a $30 joke <laughs> for the intro, <laughs> so... Yeah, oh, there's what? a there's a lot of hectasocity going on. Um, it's all my fault, and Kevin Smith's. Uh, probably mine, too. I mean, but I mean, like, just blame us. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Brad, what happened in this minute? Oh, the the teaser I was considering was, Loki, I see you, you mischievous little minx. I don't know. Minx. <laughs> in this minute, I mean, breaking down by minute by minute is kind of a filler minute. We see the train pull up to a station. We see an agent sulking on the side. I'm going to be sulking on the side. See Mr. James Bond jump off. As he's walking down the corridor, we see a shadow of a, of a one Mr. Buff and stuff followed behind him. And you can tell that Bond is uneasy about everything because you can see him kind of looking backwards and down the dock a couple times, down the platforms a couple times. But it doesn't catch on to the fact that Buff and stuff is directly behind him. Not that I think Bond has run into him yet, like directly face to face, yet he's been around, but not, they've, they've come close, but not interacted. Mm-hmm. But even still, the agent that runs up behind Bond, who does the, the code phrase from the beginning of the movie about, do you have a match? No, use a lighter, better yet, until they go wrong, doesn't alert him to the fact that there's somebody that's kind of following down the train path, even though he came running up too. But he still didn't alert to the fact that, hey, there's a guy that's kind of like following <laughs> you. And then, like, seems weird. And we were about to hear right at the end of the minute, kind of the news update or whatever, but it, we never got that far. Whatever they were meeting, with the information that they were going to exchange for whatever reason yeah yeah so i i really liked this minute it had a lot of spy character to it a buff and stuff following him they really lit up his blonde hair magnificently for me in that first shot but the reason it hit me as him being loki was because the very last shot it was so so perfectly done i cannot take my head off more from my own head to to this team because when he stops for the final time before we lose sight of buff and stuff for real in this minute like buff and stuff is hiding behind a wood part of the car a non-windowed part of the train car that he's on and there's the slightest little reflection in the window so he's still you can still see him looking right at bond but it's it's through the reflection of the window they must have done some bouncing with the lights or some filming technique i don't know how to do to get that reflection right how they did but it was it reminded me of avengers 1 with the reflection of Loki in the cell when he's talking to Black Widow, which, by the way, was a total 
accident. They hadn't planned for that. It was just like a serendipitous thing. But that made me like he's just unabashedly stalking him, choosing the right moments to hide behind a non-windowed part of the train car. And at the last point that that reflection was so just chef's kiss. I loved it. Because Bob stops two or three times to look up and down the dock because he can feel somebody's watching him. Yeah. You can, you can see it on his face. Like he knows that something is amiss. And he knows that he feels like he's being followed and being watched. So he stops a couple times and he even looks back at the train one time and Buff and stuff was perfectly between the windows. Yeah. And he's feeling very amiss now since he no longer has a miss. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The cringe. I stretched the cringe to its breaking point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they. I presume the 75th son of Karen Bay shows up and does code words and all that. I liked it. You're right. It w- you said outside of a recording, not much happened in this minute, but I do love these espionage flourishes, you know? Yeah. Where we can feel yeah, the I mean, tension. It, yeah. It, it, it's a filler for us because there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, the biggest part of this was just bumping stuff following him through the through the train cars and then James Bond meeting up with another agent gives him the code word. So for us there's not a whole lot to talk about outside of the fact that Buff and stuff is transforming down this down down this corridor with lockstep. But I mean it it does give that espionage, that spy thriller, that the parts that you need for to make a good spy movie. Yeah. Hell, the best, uh, now that you've seen it, the best running sequence in Mission Possible Fallout has no words. It's yeah. Uh, a character with a briefcase, because I'm just gonna. I know how non precious I am with popular movie spoilers, but like this one just means a lot to me, so I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, is a character with a briefcase, and then John, uh, Tom Cruise running for like six minutes or something. <laughs> and it's the sequence where he breaks his ankle that everybody knows about. Did I ask you, what do you think of Mission Possible 6 Fallout now? That you've seen it. My ratings for the Mission Impossible franchise are probably backwards. Okay. Six to one. Nice. Um, I think the series gets better. I think there's maybe one and two can flip flop or one and three. I don't remember which one. Whichever one he's climbing up on the mountain with his crazy long hair. That's um, two. Two. So maybe it's one and two that's flipped backwards. I don't remember, but basically it's like six to one. Two um, two is popularly people's least favorite. It's very rare for it not to be sixth on their list. So Yeah. Wouldn't blame you. That was a while ago that I seen those because I just got the last one. Does this feel more? Uh, nope, not that. One. Does this feel Sorry. more justified now? <laughs> Less insane. <laughs> uh, no, but that's fine. <laughs> it's, not, it's not me. It's not me. So it's, you, you, you do whatever you want. All right. Is well, it, is, it hurt, is it hurting you or anybody else? No. Is it against the law? No. Golden, you can do it. Chef's kiss. I love it. All right. Well, anything else for this minute? Nope. That was money. Every penny of it. Next time you're going to be hearing on a what is, what is it called? Li- a lav mic on the top of a unicorn. If my daughter does not take back this fluffy little unicorn, so expect an unusual sound for next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now. Oh wait, did we say every? Pe- oh yeah, did we do every penny of it? Yeah, every penny of it. My brain, all that California air. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.